Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can visit us. Also, it's tuning in to our online affiliates around the world. We're glad you all could join us as well. If you guys are putting your summer reading list together, have another great guest coming up today. We have Dr. Gary Simmons joining us. He has a brand-new book called Death's Pale Flag. We'll talk to him not only about the writing of the book, but also what it's been like for him to create these, these two storylines in this book of not only, of course, a doctor dealing with uh, the issues, of course, that we know those in the medical profession deal with, but also things beyond that as well that affect him personally. If you guys are just now finding out about Death's Pale Flag, we'll let you guys know how to get your own copy and stay connected with Gary. Dr. Simmons, thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I want to make sure I didn't get a chance to speak with you before we went live here. It is, it is pronounced Simmons, right? It is, and forgive me, we had thunderstorms uh, come through here, and uh, my phone was not working. I had Look, to reboot everything. Uh, Dr. Simmons, I, I'm here in Mississippi on the radio side. We had the same thing, so I totally understand. <laughs> not, <laughs> not a problem. The weather is kind of crazy all over the place right now. But, you know, congratulations on, on the new book. I mean, it, it really is a great read. We're going to get into the characters here in a bit. But what has it been like for you, Dr. Simmons, to see the way the people are responding, not only to the character Ryan, but also the different situations he finds himself in? Uh, well, so far, so good. The the book uh, actually comes out tomorrow, so it's really advanced readership that I've gotten most of the feedback uh, on, and uh, it's been very positive. I got one, one that uh, uh, gave it a one star, so I think that's probably good because my ego was inflating there for a little while. <laughs> Well, look, I, I think anyone who actually takes the time to read the book, I, what I, let, me, let me tell you what I as a reader appreciated about it, and I think our audience will appreciate this as well. I think a lot of times when we think about doctors, as you yourself are outside of, of writing this book, Dr. Simmons, uh, we don't always think about their lives outside of the profession. We also don't think about them thinking of people as people, right, because it is such a busy life. What was it like for you to show that through Ryan, not only about the way he, he dealt with his profession that was very busy and at times chaotic, but also the personal layers that we got to explore with him and what he was experiencing. Uh, I, it's certainly one of uh, one of the many things I wanted to get across in the book for sure, uh, that these are human beings too. Even, you know, sometimes the, these positions get awfully elevated in people's minds and you walk about yeah. and, Somebody says, so this is a, a brain surgeon. They're like, oh, my gosh, you know, you're doing particle physics in your, your free time. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm watching football and basketball. But, uh, but uh, yeah, and, and I've spent a lot of the last 15 years or so working on burnout and, and building resilience in healthcare workers. So I've, I've written about it in uh, nonfiction books. But I think I was able to inject some of that into the character in this in this novel, and uh, I, it's important for me. It was real important for me to kind of pull back the curtains, if you will, and show people what that world is like 
uh, not only what goes on in the in the operating rooms and and the medicine behind it, uh, but also the people who are practicing it. Um, and I think he's hopefully a good example. It, he is, and I think it, it, there are so many interesting things that take place in this book. I want to dive into some of that. I want to kind of back up a little bit, Dr. Simmons, and kind of talk about how we got here. Because you know, for people who've gotten to know you, of course, professionally, they know you, of course, you know, as as a doctor. Have you always though had a love of stories, especially stories that you wanted to share? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, and one of the things in the novel, maybe that I was trying to get across as well, is. Uh, that world is a whirlwind. It, it, the, the world of neurosurgery and medicine in general in the mm-hmm. modern era, it, it is just nonstop. You are being multitasked uh, day, you know, day in, day out, but all day uh, from sun up to sun down. And, and there just really isn't a lot of time. And I, one of the lessons I learned from doing this is that writing a writing fiction takes a lot of time. I thought, oh, you know, you just sit down and, and there it is, you know, you spill it out onto a page. But uh, it's a lot of work, a lot of time, and it just wasn't there. So I had all these little ideas, and I would jot them down. I mean, Ryan originally was uh, was going to discover a plot against the uh, – against the Supreme Court justices in the original incarnation. Uh, but wow. that, that novel got thrown, uh, uh, you know, into the trash. Uh, mm-hmm. But when I actually had some time, I, I pieced together a whole bunch of ideas uh, and then uh, started working that way. Um, and it was very liberating. So it, it's a great experience, but boy, does it take time and effort. And I think, you know, for people who are just now hearing about this, as we kind of look at Ryan, Ryan is an is an interesting character in another aspect, I think, because here he is literally with lives in his hands. But the whole idea of life and death is interesting to kind of see the way it shows itself in this book. What was it like for you to play with that, uh, Dr. Simmons, to kind of talk about not only, of course, what he's dealing with in his profession, but also in his life when it comes to um, those who have lived and those who have died? Yeah, I, you know, I think to a certain degree, I'm, I'm exercising my own demons uh, with this, or my own ghosts, if you will. Um, and of course, in this story, Ryan starts to encounter ghosts. But my, my idea behind that was uh, that, I, I mean, he spends so much of his time uh, amongst people who are dying or who are dead or who are at high risk of dying. And and I we even in the book we kind of talk about how how maybe it's almost like there's a bridge if you will between life and death and people like Ryan they're they're right there on the bridge they're watching people cross it they're trying to pull back certain people from crossing it uh, and if the if they're lucky and things go well sometimes they succeed sometimes they don't but it I I think it takes a toll I think it every case. Every every person who who crosses that bridge is logged in, whether they they like to believe it or not. And I think in some ways the character Ryan, I, either he's not giving it enough thought, or or he feels he's above it. You know, he's flawed like like everybody is, and and I think he feels maybe he's above this that he's not. Uh, going to be affected by it. But, he, you know, as we see, he certainly is. Yeah. 
and and it starts to spill over into his life. There's a great scene you wrote, Dr. Simmons, where he's um, almost being chased by the woman. Uh, he's asking his daughters, "Okay, surely you hear this? Surely you? I'm not the only one. I mean, I think there is this whole idea of." wanting to know that you're keeping it together, uh, even when it seems like things may be otherwise, you know, in, in your life. And I think, too, and I'm curious about this with you, Dr. Simmons, was there a whole, also an idea, because I've heard this in, uh, with other guests, there is an idea, of course, that sometimes in some professions it's hard for someone to believe in something they cannot see. And literally, Ryan is put in a situation where he, he's having to decide if that's true for him or not. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think one of the um, one of the subject matters, one of the areas that I've been very interested in through the years, is is the interface, if you will, between science and we can call it anything else: spirituality, religion, the paranormal, the supernatural, whatever. Um, right. And and you know in in my world the neuroscience world we we like to believe we like to tell ourselves that everything everything boils down to how our brains work how the neurons connect with neurons how they communicate with each other and all our experiences in life and everything that we are is generated by that so you can get heavily scientific about it. Uh, but then what if you are confronted with uh, something that is not fitting into that world? And what, you know, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to just surrender and say, well, I must be going crazy? Or are you going to try to have a scientific explanation of it? Or at some point, uh, would you be willing to accept that this is something that you're not going to understand, that it does not fit the normal constraints of your science. I, I, one of my favorite quotes uh, from Shakespeare is, there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy. And uh, I, I, I've always loved that because it's the idea that there may be more there than we can actually explain. Right. Such a great point. And then there's also the thing about the importance of caution. I think we can become too uh, too confident, right? There's a great line, you know, that scene that you wrote with Matthew, with Matt, uh, I think you called him in the book, and I'll um, talk around it, but basically where he's saying to Ryan, be careful what you wish for, because uh -oh, a lot of times, you know, there are, there are people who think they can handle certain situations or want to try to control everything. Ryan definitely learns he cannot control everything. <laughs> Did, uh, what was that like for you? Is that something you could also relate to as a quality, uh, Dr. Simmons? And what was it like to kind of show him that there are some things that literally are outside of his hands? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to have to ask you to repeat the question because my my phone blanked on me there. I don't. I don't see what happened, but my phone blanked out. Oh, no problem. No problem. No, I was just asking that scene that you wrote with with Matt saying to Ryan, "Be careful what you wish for." You know, what was it like for you to kind of to have him kind of have to face the fact that not everything is going to be in his control and also going according to his plans? Yeah, that's a great question and and I do think in a in in that world, uh the in the actual neurosurgical world, um you know, you are control freaks. You are trying to control every eventuality uh, that can possibly happen, and everything has an explanation, and everything has a reason, um, even even though you may not have as much control over it as you believe you are, uh, believe you do. But but you know you definitely are rooted in that idea that 
if if only I can do this and do that and do this, I can control the entire situation. And frankly, you bring it home with you when when you get home yeah. to your family. You know, the family tells you a, a couple of things that happen in the day, and all you do is blurt out, oh, well, you just need to do this, that, and this. You know, they may just want a sympathetic year, but, you know, you're handing out these solutions because that's what you do a thousand times a day. So uh, in this case, you know, a, a, there is no control. He is completely beyond control. And he, he initially deals with it as if he can control it. And then when he he kind of realizes, at least in his own mind, that these are actually ghosts, now he's trying to figure out what the heck is going on and why and what is their interest in me. Uh, and, and I think all of a sudden, you know, he – he recognizes that he's not in control at all, and uh, yeah. obviously it terrifies him. And I think there's the, the other thing that I'll say about about the book, um, and of course the, the title actually shows itself um, in the book as well, and that is that you know some things are unfortunately better left where they are, right? And the whole idea of death. I think kind of by the time I finished the book, Dr. Simmons had a different idea for me. A lot of times there are some things that just should stay where they are, should stay buried, and they cannot be revived. We're talking about relationships, you know, or anything else. Talk to us about the title of the book and kind of how it kind of came to you. Well, the, I, I'm a bit of a uh, Shakespeare fan, and uh, so it came directly out of Shakespeare uh, and uh, out of Romeo and Juliet. And it refers to the time where Romeo, uh, towards the end of the book, where Romeo finds uh, Juliet dead, or at least he believes uh, Juliet is dead, uh, and of course she isn't, but he believes it. Uh, and uh, he's, he's saying that... Uh, um, the blush, the normal blush that any of us might have in our face uh, is still there. And he's saying death's pale flag hasn't been hoisted yet, meaning uh, she hasn't gone all pale and, and deathly looking. Uh, and, and so that's his commentary. And, it, and of course, it, I mean, the book spends a lot of time in that world of death, near death, post-death, uh, and uh and I, again, I, I, you're doing exactly what I w w would want readers to do, and I'm, very, I'm so appreciative that that you went through the book, and and uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. But but more than anything, I wanted people to kind of think about some of the subjects there, uh, because some are pretty heavy subjects. Hopefully, some are a little lighter. Um, right. But I I really wanted to invite readers to contemplate some of these things uh, and, and frankly, get back to me and talk to me and discuss some of the issues that uh, it raised, just as you are. Yeah. Well, I tell you, it's a, it's a great read for the summer, definitely something that will keep you wondering where it's going next for sure. So I have to ask you, is Ryan a character that you feel like you're going to revisit? Uh, I don't know. I have about three three other novels uh, brewing in my head, and he's not in in any right now. We'll see. We'll see if how people respond to Ryan, whether they're they're done with them uh, or not. Even this book, it, there was another book and a half in there originally, um, where he, you know, there was a lot of other characters. There were witches, and there were. Pro football oh, wow. players and stuff, and they all got they all arrived on the cutting room floor when I realized 
I don't think anybody wants to read a 260,000-word <laughs> book. Uh, so I, uh, they went away. But I got plenty of fodder for Ryan to experience where he to become uh, liked and enjoyed. Or we might let the poor guy get, you know, uh, return to his family and, and uh, actually start hopefully enjoying life. Because I, I think one of the lessons in the book was uh, he wasn't necessarily enjoying life all that much. What a great way, and and what a great conversation with you, Gary. So glad we had a chance to speak. Again, everyone, Dr. Gary Simmons has been our guest. Death Pale Flag is the new book out this week. Make sure you guys do head over to Amazon, depending on how you guys are joining us, to either be able to pre-order it or to go ahead and get your copy of it. And Dr. Simmons, how can our audience stay connected with you? Um, I think probably the easiest way is uh, through my website, which is just my name, Gary R. Simmons and Simmons is S I M O N D S dot com. So it's Gary R. Simmons dot com. And there's all sorts of routes uh, to connect with me uh, individually, or oh, I always like talking with book groups and, uh, and other groups as well. So uh, very open to connecting with readers. And I really want to hear what people have to say about some of the themes of the book. And I may have put a I may have put too many themes in the book, but there were plenty there that I would love to discuss with people. Awesome, awesome. Well, look, congratulations to you again. Really appreciate the time and looking forward to speaking with you again. Oh, my gosh, it is absolutely my pleasure and my honor. Uh, Thank you so very much. More than welcome. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care.